Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm your host, George Plummer. With us today, we have Kathy Netslin with the Regional Food Bank. Kathy, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, George. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you on the program and talk about the good things that the Regional Food Bank is doing uh, here throughout the Sooner State. We want to thank our sponsors for being with us for our cool conversation. And those folks are Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle, along with Stanley Systems. Kathy, we hear a lot about the Regional Food Bank, and uh, you guys have just been uh, doing uh, some great work uh, for several years now. Well, we appreciate that. We certainly uh, appreciate our partnerships that we have um, throughout your listening area, as well as you know the total of 53 counties that we serve in central and western Oklahoma. Give us a little history, if you don't mind, about the Regional Food Bank. I know a lot of folks uh, have known about it, but uh, tell us how did, it, how did it get started? You bet. We were started in 1980. Uh, our founder is Rodney Bivens. He retired about five years ago uh, from the Regional Food Bank. So we're 42 years old this year, and we have uh, grown quite a bit since our founding in 1980. Uh, Rodney was working for a nonprofit and started becoming aware of the creation and establishment of food banks throughout the country and knew and realized that Oklahoma City could certainly use a food bank as well. And so he started uh, really just going around to retailers, grocery stores, and collecting uh, food that they would have typically tossed, probably. Not that it wasn't edible, but just maybe seasonal or they had more than what consumers were wanting, whatever the situation was. And he started delivering that food to soup kitchens and to uh, food pantries that were already serving people in need of food assistance. So that's very humble beginnings, and as I said, now we serve 53 of the 77 counties in central and western Oklahoma, so we have about a 48,000-square-mile service area. That's a lot, of, and there's a you've got a secondary food bank that serves eastern Oklahoma, right? That is, is our, that's a sister food bank. Mm-hmm. We're both members of Feeding America Network. Uh, that's a separate nonprofit that is owned and operated in Tulsa, and they serve the remaining 24 counties in Oklahoma. So Feeding America Network, uh, talk about uh, that group's history if you have a little bit of that. Yeah, uh, Feeding America, some people who've uh, been aware of uh, food assistance uh, in the country for a number of years, it started out as a nonprofit called Second Harvest. And uh, it actually um, oversees, um, you know, we're our separate nonprofit. Feeding America is a separate nonprofit, but they um, have a network, which we're part of, of 200 food banks across the United States. And so being a part of Feeding America means we have to meet certain guidelines and criteria uh, in order to be part of the Feeding America network. But they provide resources to us, some some grants that are available through Feeding America, and, and just make sure that, you know, we're meeting the standards that we need to meet to make sure we're providing safe, um, nutritious, healthy food to the folks that we serve. Yeah, and thousands of, uh, of youth especially, but uh, uh, adults too. Yes, yes. We have programs uh, at the Regional Food Bank. We serve uh, uh, children, chronically hungry children. We have four programs that serve children. It's food for, uh, I'm sorry, it's um, the backpack program, which is the uh, program for elementary school children. And so every Friday they get a uh, sack full of what we call kid-friendly food that they could eat over the weekend. And when I mean kid-friendly, it doesn't require any adult supervision 
to be consumed, so no heating, no stove required. It's, it's pop-tops and tear-open sort of um, food items from peanut butter and jelly and crackers and uh, shelf-stable milk, cereal, protein sticks, so that when those children come back on Monday to return to school, they've had food over the weekend. Um, and without the backpack program, too many children would have very limited access to food over the weekend. So that's a very important program. We also have um, a kids' cafe for, that's, uh, for after-school programs. We provide meals and snacks at no cost so they can make sure that the children they're serving uh, go home with a full belly those evenings. And then we also do school pantries. And those are for middle and high schools. And so children, uh, students there can shop uh, and pick up food not only for themselves but for their families as well. And then this time of year is a big time for us in our summer feeding program. And that's where we partner with uh, more than 100 sites across our service area. We offer free breakfast and or lunch and a snack on the weekdays at no cost for any child up to age of 18. So those are food for children. We do um, food for seniors. We have some senior programs to make sure that that population is getting access to nutritious food. We also, of course, you know, work with hardworking families that are just maybe struggling this month um, trying to make ends meet. So we, we focus on food for health as well to make sure that we're providing not only food but nutritious food. As well, so we we do quite a bit, a lot more than people probably think about. Right. So, talk about the research that uh, that you rely on to make sure that uh, the the food is as nutritious as it can be for uh, for the end user, so to speak. You bet. Well, we you know we depend upon about ninety percent of our inventory is donated by retailers and food manufacturers. So we purchase just a little over ten percent of our. Um, our food that we distribute, and we distribute on average about 50 million pounds a year. Um, and so we make an effort to uh, follow USDA guidelines, nutritional guidelines, and uh, we have an um, inventory system and we, we, so that our partners can order inventory from us, and we make sure that we label what is the healthiest <laughs> Um, and and uh, do a color coding to make sure they know what you know to try to push them to be to be ordering the healthier food items. And the thing that really gets me is the shelf stable milk. You know, probably when you and I were both growing up, uh, there was no such thing as uh, milk lasted for a few days. Then you had to throw it out. But this is this is milk that you put in the put in the cabinet, and it doesn't have to be refrigerated, and it can stay shelf stable for months. It, you're exactly right, and I was unaware <laughs> that yeah. shelf-stable milk existed until yeah. so I started working at the regional food bank. But you're right, and it makes it so convenient, and it comes in both you know, a single-serving size as well as a pint and even larger um, so that we're able to put those, that shelf-stable milk along with other shelf-stable items and know that um, it's providing the same nutrition as the type of milk that you would pick up from a cooler. Back on our Cool Conversation program today, Kathy Nestlin with us from the Regional Food Bank. And, Kathy, let's talk about the successful, once again, Stamp Out Hunger food drive by our national letter carriers and post offices. This is a nationwide deal that's been going on, and it's really, really quite an effort. Well, yes, it is, and we're so pleased that we were able to do it this year. 
we had taken a two-year hiatus. Um, the national letter carriers decided that it wasn't safe to do the food drive in 2020 and 2021. So we were thrilled when they made the decision to do it in this year. And we were so pleased with the reaction and response of citizens. We collected more than 610,000 pounds of food. That's 300 tons, folks, in case your your math is not doing very well today. Yeah. But yeah, 300, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's amazing. Yeah, we were absolutely thrilled, you know, because that's just, folks are that's just higher Oklahoma. costs that's... right now with inflation on the increase. And so we weren't really sure in, after being off for two years how it would uh, people would respond. And we shouldn't have been surprised because Oklahomans are so generous. And so we were absolutely thrilled with this year's response. Yeah, that's so just that's just Oklahoma. To, to everyone who participated. Just Oklahoma? That was just Oklahoma, but it is the nation's largest one-day food drive. Yes, it is. So mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma, our collection, we're actually, although we're a smaller state population rise, we always are like in the top 10 nationwide as far as the amount of food that we collect. So. Again, it, I just uh, applaud the generosity and thoughtfulness and compassion of um, Oklahoma citizens who, you know, dig a little deeper and look in their pantry and find some food that they can set out by their mailbox that day and, and let their letter carrier do the hard work of collecting all that and bringing it back to the post office. Second Saturday every May, folks. So uh, mark that down on your calendar. Of course, uh, uh, we talk about it uh, when that time rolls around. But uh, uh, support that uh Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive every May. Um, wanted to mention that uh, if folks are not sure where they might be able to get access to some of these free meals that you provide, that uh, they can go online and, and find out? You bet. We have on our website, that's regionalfoodbank.org slash summermeals, a page dedicated to uh, listing all the sites that we um, have summer meals at. And it lists the address and a phone number, and we list the days of the weeks that they are serving and the times that they are serving. So go to regionalfoodbank.org slash summer meals, and we list it out by community alphabetically. So you'll find all the information you need there. And, again, those are meals and snacks at no cost to anyone and uh, just a way to make sure that children are getting the nutrition they need to, to thrive and grow. Of course, uh, you're mentioned nonprofit, so always accepting uh, contributions, and I just think it's amazing that how you're able to stretch uh, the donated dollars into as many meals as you can, as you do. We we do. We for every one dollar donated, uh, George, we are able to help provide four meals. So if you are able to make a financial donation, know that ninety six cents of every dollar you donate goes to our food programs. And we have only a 4% overhead. But if you're not able to donate financially, you can donate your time. This is a time of year that uh, we always need volunteers. And our volunteer uh, center offers, you know, two and three shifts a day, depending upon the day. We even do Saturday shifts. Uh, it's a great way to spend two and a half hours. It's free air conditioning. <laughs> it's go. always nice and cool. So as the temperatures start to heat up. We take volunteers as young as eight. Uh, and what can so the kids? What, what do the kids do? What do the kids do? We get them to work. 
we they they label, they pack, they sort, they have a ball doing it. It gets very competitive at times. Uh, we play great fun music, and it's just a great way to spend two and a half hours of your time and know that you're doing good. We we let you know how many meals you help provide at the end of your shift, and so please, people can go to regionalfoodbank.org/volunteer and see all the different shifts that we offer. So how is it that a dollar can help pay for four meals? A lot of that is because we get so much food donated. Okay. And so, and also we're incredibly good stewards uh, and are very innovative. And we, are, we, we have a, um, a culture here of continuous improvement, so we're always looking for ways to be more efficient to be more cost-effective, and to be the best stewards that we can of what, what is given to us. I know you have a lot of corporate partners that uh, will come along every so often. They'll do a matching grant or a matching donation, uh, say, during the holidays or uh, some others. Do you have one coming up anytime soon? We do. Every August and September, we do what is called the Food for Kids Match. And we are lining up donors, both corporate and individuals, who are going to be matching dollar for dollar up to a certain dollar, uh, a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be announcing that here coming in July. So be be ready to donate in um, August and September, and that benefits all of our Food for Kids programs, which are our most expensive programming because we have to purchase so much of the food that we we use in those programs. Kathy, appreciate your time this morning and appreciate the work of the Regional Food Bank. And uh, we just uh, ask uh, our listeners to stay tuned and we'll give them more information about some of the projects you have coming up. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for always helping to promote the food bank. Kathy Neslin with the Regional Food Bank, our guest at our Cool Conversation program this week. A big thanks to her and to our Cool Conversation sponsors, Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma.